Hello lovely people, Lucy here from Luna Silverstein. Today's topic is all about natural hormone-free contraception. I know I said a lot about this in the blog, but I thought it might be good just to go through it all over again in an audio format, just because I know some people learn better through hearing and some through reading, so I thought I'd talk you through it. So yeah, it's an interesting topic because I feel a lot of responsibility to make sure that I make it as clear as possible so no one can mistake the rules of the method. So if you have any questions or confusions or anything, please don't hesitate to contact me, lunasilverstein at gmail.com. Also, I'll just reread the disclaimer as well. So I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trained medical professional, and if anybody needs specialist advice about contraception, please speak to a qualified medical person. I also accept no liability if anybody gets pregnant because no form of contraception is 100% effective. Um, Condoms, the contraceptive pill, even the contraceptive implant is not 100% effective. So it's all about knowing the method as well as possible and not taking any risks if you aren't sure. So for example, if I've had funny readings one month or if I'd had a fever or something, I'd always use an alternative form of contraception during that month until I get my next period. Because if I'm ever not certain, then I don't risk it. And if I ever am a bit not very cautious and I have had a mistake, then I've always gone straight away for the morning after pill. So it's up to you to learn the rules, to really understand the rules. And it does take a little while to get used to it. So I would always, always advocate using a barrier method of contraception while you're learning for the first couple of months. So barrier methods include things like uh, condoms, diaphragms, um, cervical caps, anything like that. Lecture over, I'm going to um, talk you through the blog and explain things to you so you can listen and make sense of what it all means. Um, so yeah, I've talked about in the blog how so many people, I know it's a case in the UK and I'm sure it's a case in other places too, go to the doctor looking for a contraceptive method, wanting advice and within five to ten minutes coming out with a prescription for the pill. And I'm not saying that this is wrong, I'm not saying that people don't have the choice and if the pill is your choice then I fully respect that. But I know personally when I took the pill I had a lot of side effects including things like headaches, my body felt unbalanced, I retained water, I gained weight and my body just felt lethargic and as someone who lives with ME, chronic fatigue syndrome, I do whatever I can not to put chemicals into my body if I can help it. So if there's anybody out there looking for other methods then this might be worth taking note of and doing a bit more research into it. The other forms of contraception that people tend to be advised to take up by the doctor are things like the contraceptive implant which is highly effective against pregnancy but can stop the menstrual period for the entire time it's in the body or make it a lot lighter and also things like the contraceptive coil. I am aware that there's a hormone free coil called the IUD which is a copper coil which I've heard mixed reports about. Um, I've heard from friends who couldn't take hormones that they had the copper coil and it was intensely painful and they bled heavily and one friend even 
reported that her coil worked its way out and she was so pleased when it came out because it was so uncomfortable. But all these people I've spoken to about the IUD, they're all women without children and they know that if you've had children, sometimes the the, uh, coil can be more effective because the uterus and the cervix have stretched from having babies. So again, your own personal choice speak to your doctor if you think that might be good for you but today is all about nfp natural family planning i also want to confirm that nfp is not the withdrawal method i know on a lot of forums online people have referred to nfp as the withdrawal method it's not i would never ever ever advocate using the withdrawal method as a form of contraception Uh, for those who want a little bit more explanation the withdrawal method is a man withdrawing his penis before he comes in order to not get someone pregnant. It's probably the least effective form of contraception if you even want to call it contraception so I would not advocate that as a means of birth control. So another thing that I wanted to talk about was with the pill. I know people take it for three weeks on one week off with one form of the pill and they think that they get their period in that week where they're off. It's not actually officially a period, it's a false bleed. The withdrawal of hormones and then you bleed. But it's not a real period and doctors are willing to tell you this if you speak to them. If you want something where your body can just do its own thing but you know where it's going, you can work with your body as a means of contraception then nfp might be for you the other thing i've heard and read online is that nfp doesn't work that it's an old-fashioned outdated method before i learned the technique i would have argued the same thing i would have said what a load of rubbish isn't that how people always got pregnant by accident but actually it was my own ignorance when I researched it and when I spoke to friends who'd used it and now I've been using it myself for over three years and none of us have been pregnant and we all understand our cycles and our bodies brilliantly I must say that it's a fantastic method I've never been pregnant so it it must do what it says on the tin (laughs) so what you will need so the app that I currently use is called the Lady Cycle app it is available on Google Play Apparently it's going to be on the app store soon, but I don't know when this is going to be. That's all it says on the website. It's free to download. In my opinion, it's easy to use once you understand it. And it's an app that me and another friend have used for a very long time and we're very happy with it. The other thing that you'll need is a basal body thermometer. So it's a bit different than the one that you use to take your own temperature or your family's temperature. It needs to be to two decimal places. So if it's taking a reading of 37.1, that's not accurate. It needs to be 37.12. The thermometer that I'm using is not actually made anymore. It's definitely a good idea to do your own research before you pick a thermometer. Have a look at the reviews, have a look what people have said because if it's your fertility it needs to be accurate and I would definitely recommend paying a little bit more for a good one because spending an extra few pounds or euros or dollars will save you hundreds of thousands of euros or pounds or dollars of not having a child. It will save you a lot of money so it's worth it. The other thing that I really recommend buying, which I found extremely useful, it is quite a big book, but it's a good book, is a book by someone called Tony Weschler, and it's called Taking Charge of Your Fertility, The Definitive Guide to Natural Birth Control, Pregnancy Achievement and Reproductive Health. And it's a really comprehensive book. It's absolutely great. It explains the method in 
a crazy amount of detail and there's so many interesting facts in it that I just found fascinating. I felt after reading it that I knew my body so much more I was really grateful that I'd read it. So I would highly, highly recommend this book. Um, It is worth the time and the effort. So let's go into how the method actually works. As I stated in the blog, your body is a genius. This is what gets me when people say, oh, what an outdated method, what a rubbish method. It's the most scientific method ever. There's so many alert systems naturally in place within the body to alert someone of what's going on with the cycle. And the Lady Cycle app only requires you to input data for two out of the three following readings. So... The basal body temperature, which I'll explain what that is in a minute, is the first one and it is compulsory that you report this every morning. And then the two other ways of charting your cycle is by the positioning and the softness, openness of your cervix or going off your cervical mucus, which I know some people are probably grossed out by that, but it's a very natural thing that the body does depending where you are in your cycle. It produces a different colour and thickness of fluid. Um, which can vary from nothing at all to egg white type fluid. Some women call this vaginal discharge, but it's actually just your body's own natural way of regulating and also self-cleaning the vagina. So let's start with your basal body temperature. So it's really important that you follow the advice with this because your basal body temperature is a temperature of your body before you've got up before you've moved before you've had a drink before you've done anything it's your waking temperature it's the temperature as soon as you've woken up there's three ways you can take this temperature so the first one is orally in your mouth which i've heard a lot of people do it orally (laughs) sorry (laughs) yes (laughs) i've just realized what i said i'm sure a lot of people do do it orally (laughs) and have a great time But yeah, the first way to take your temperature is to put the thermometer in your mouth. Um, I really would not recommend this because if you sleep with your mouth open or if you snore or just there's so many factors that can affect it. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's an overly accurate reading, but that's totally up to you. It's your body, it's your choice. The second one, which is the one I use, is a middle ground. So it's vaginally. So in the morning, I lie there for five minutes with a thermometer up my vag, (laughs) staying really still and just waiting with a timer on next to me. And this, I found a really good measure of basal body temperature. It's accurate. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say you you can't snore. Maybe you can snore from your vagina. Maybe you've got some sort of special skills. Maybe you should be on stage. (laughs) But yeah, your vagina is a pretty constant safe measure that I would highly recommend. And the third way to take your temperature is anally. (laughs) Whatever floats your boat, it's not my um, measurement of choice because... One, it's a bit awkward sticking a thermometer up my arse if I'm laid in bed with a partner. And two, I can't imagine it's that fun to clean because thermometers aren't that easy to clean. They're made of quite a porous material sometimes. Again, your choice. If you prefer to take your temperature anally, that's the most accurate method. But I've never had a problem with vaginally and I've been using it for years. And my other friend who is trained in this method also does it vaginally. Sorry, (laughs) my use of words again. My friend who's trained in it takes her temperature vaginally. (laughs) 
And also just a warning about your basal body thermometer. Please, please do not keep it in a drawer where it's accessible to other people or leave it on the side with someone unsupervised. <laughs> I never forget walking in to a friend with my basal body temperature thermometer in the mouth. <laughs> and it's a really hard one to explain why you react so strongly and tell them not to do it. So uh, yeah, just just a words of wisdom there coming from experience and the reason why your basal body temperature is so useful is that progesterone levels increase during the ovulation process so when your body releases the egg once you've ovulated your temperature goes up because your level of progesterone goes up which increases your waking temperature and they do say in centigrade it's 0.2 degrees centigrade it's a something i might have to check in fahrenheit it might need converting but yeah 0.2 centigrade or more if it stays that much higher than the original temperatures for over three days then you've ovulated the egg's gone and you can't get pregnant the app actually does this itself for you so it'll notify you when you've had three consistently high much higher temperatures than the past previous days but it is useful to know that's how the app works because i think if you're going to trust your fertility to something else then you need to understand how it works really points to note with regards to basal body temperature i know i've already mentioned this but please please do not get up and move around have a cup of tea um have sex anything that can raise your temperature just as soon as you wake up take your basal temperature i personally time it for five minutes because even if it beeps i just like to leave it in for that amount of time just to make sure and also if you take your temperature far later than normal then it'll naturally be higher so if you usually take it at 7am and then you wake up at half past nine in the morning one day and take it your temperature is going to be higher because you've stayed in bed for an extra two and a half hours so it's worth noting that if you get a weirdly high temperature after you've had a lie-in that that might not be ovulation that might just be a lie-in also another thing to note which sounds silly but it's super easy to do is don't leave your thermometer next to a radiator because if the heating comes on and warms up the thermometer then you put it inside your body whichever way you want to do it then it's probably going to give you a higher reading I'd also recommend keeping your thermometer on a shelf next to your bed because then you're not having to move very much to pick it up. Either a shelf or a bedside table or if you don't have that even on the floor, as long as it's clean, maybe put it on on something clean, then you're not having to move about to get it because it defeats the object if you have to get up and walk around. It's also important that as well as a lie-in, there's other factors that can affect it. So if you have a fever, your temperature is going to be higher. It's not going to be an accurate reading with regards to ovulation. Certain medications as well, there are certain medications that can raise your temperature. I'm trying to think of some examples. I think things like sleeping tablets or opiate painkillers, things like that. So just be aware alcohol <laughs> so if you drink a bottle of wine randomly one night then your temperature might be higher that morning and severely disrupted sleep so if your sleep is worse than usual then you might get a weird reading personally i've found that these things haven't happened very often in my life so it's not a case of having every temperature be bad or disallowed and also the app allows you to tick a button that says 
not to include that temperature due to whatever factor and you can tick which factor it is so if you've got a really high reading it doesn't count that as one of your three high readings you need in order to know that you've ovulated the next one is cervical mucus or cervical fluid so this is the other one that i use so if you know what when I said earlier you've got to pick between temperature and mucus or temperature and cervical positioning I always go for the fluid one because for me it's the most accurate way of knowing where I am in my cycle like I said earlier the substance is naturally produced by the vagina and it can be found in your underwear or just inside the body just after your period you might not have any so personally for a day or two I don't have any after my period's just finished or there can be a small amount of white creamy substance or it can be like egg white so in the points to note I've put that if it's like egg white if it's stretchy and clear that's your most fertile phase that's the worst time to have unprotected sex if you want to avoid pregnancy and usually after ovulation it goes back to being white and creamy or nothing at all depending on the person's body the lady cycle app asks you to rate your cervical mucus from nothing to oh i hate this word (laughs) i'm struggling to say it (laughs) from nothing to moist plus or minus the plus means that it's really fertile and it incorporates appearance and feel so how it looks and also how wet or sticky it is and if you're on your period rather than submitting a cervical mucus reading you actually put into the app that it's your period so you can rate it from very mild to moderate heavy very heavy it's also a good way of tracking your period because you can see where you've had heavy days and you can track other symptoms in it too and then the final one is cervical positioning softness and openness so as your cycle progresses your cervix is supposed to change in depth in the vagina so the closer you are to ovulation the deeper inside your vagina it should be if you're not fertile it comes more towards the entrance It also changes in firmness and softness. So if you're not very fertile, it will be more hard and the dimple in the end will be closed. If you are fertile, it should be soft and open so that the dimple in the end is more open. Personally, I find with my body that it also goes soft and open when my periods come in to allow for menstruation. But everybody is different and I find that my cervix is extremely mobile and I can't trust it one little bit. But that's just my body. Sometimes I get a really weird reading if I try and submit that as my reading. So I go purely off the fluid and the temperature. In the points to note, I did write that it's handy to get to know your own cervix. So if you've never located your cervix before they're always in different depths in different women so mine is quite low and easy to find but I have a friend who can't find hers it's impossible because it's deep and difficult to find so it should be at least five centimeters or two inches deep inside the vagina or deeper as I said mine's shallow so mine's about two inches but everyone's different and it feels like a large lump with a dimple or a hole in the center i'm trying to think of something that would be the right size to describe it can't think of something it's much bigger than pea-sized or something like that it's yeah it's it's noticeable it's a lump it's easy to find and as i noted in the blog it just doesn't work for me but it might work for you Other important info to note is that cycles vary so I know very often when you read literature about periods or if 
people discuss pregnancy they go off a 28 day cycle it's there's this big myth about 28 days and it's absolutely rubbish i don't think i've ever met a woman who has a perfect 28 day cycle some women have a short cycle so they have the periods more often some women have a long cycle so they go longer before they bleed again i know personally mine's usually between 30 and 32 days not 28 Um, and also stress can affect it so if I'm really stressed I'll have a later period and that's because I ovulate later so if I'm stressed in the middle of my cycle I'll ovulate late but at the same time I have the joy of knowing I'm not pregnant because I can see in my app that I've ovulated late whereas a person who monitors a fertility and they don't use this app they just go off how many days might start to fuss and think oh no I'm pregnant So that's one more perk of using NFP. You know you've ovulated late, you're not pregnant, your period's going to be a bit later. Also for NFP or hormone-free contraception to work, you need to be on no hormonal contraception. If you're coming off hormones, your temperatures might be a bit weird for a little while, a good few months. So you need to just allow for that because if you're flooding your body full of synthetic hormones, which the pill is, and your body's high in progesterone because of the pill, then you might just have a constantly high temperature. It's also useful to note that day one is the first day of your menstrual period. So day one in the app is the first day that you bleed that month. And you must always put that into the app because if you don't put your periods into the app, it thinks you've got one really long cycle that makes no sense. So as soon as you put your first day of your period into the app, it goes back to day one and you know what you're doing. NFP can actually also predict your most fertile days in order to get pregnant. So say if you were a person who was trying to find their most fertile point of their cycle and they realised that they had egg white type cervical fluid, then they know that that was a good time to have sex, a good time to um, conceive a baby. Lady cycle also works for conception as well as contraception so please god whatever you do if you're using it for contraception make sure you tick that because otherwise the app will try to get you pregnant by telling you the best days to have sex so definitely tick contraception to get it for that reason. The lady cycle app will also let you know when it should be safe to have unprotected sex by displaying a green butterfly so on the home screen it's got a lady holding a butterfly in her hand if that butterfly is green and you're using the app for contraception i always remember it as green means go red means no (laughs) so if the butterfly is green you should be safe to have unprotected sex the apple works out that you've ovulated And it does this going off your temperature and your fluid or your temperature and your cervical positioning. If the butterfly is red and sat on a hand, that means you could be fertile. If the butterfly is red and up off a hand, it means you're super fertile and you shouldn't be having unprotected sex. It's really easy to understand once you've used it. I think at first this method sounds quite overwhelming, but really even if you didn't understand the method, the app would do all the work for you. It tells you what to do. And if it's green, it's saying that you should be safe to have unprotected sex. And I just need to stress here as well that safe refers to not ovulating in this case. It refers to the egg not being there to be fertilised. does not protect you against STIs. So... I would only recommend using this with a partner who you feel safe with. Personally, when I'm with a partner and 
we're at the point where we're not using contraception anymore I do usually say should we both get tested before we do this and then you know you're both safe but that's a personal conversation for you to have with your partner it's definitely a trust thing you need to really trust the person to use this method and they also have to trust you because if you're dictating when it's safe to have protected or unprotected sex then they're very reliant on you so personally I've always involved my partners in the process I sit them down and explain how the method works I explain the thermometer thing I explain the app and I do think that when I'm having sex with a partner they should understand as well because they're fully trusting me to do this app and to do the right thing if you're somebody with a penis and you're with someone with a vagina and the person with a vagina is using this method then I think it's important that you understand it too and also understand that you have the right to insist on contraception so even if the person with a vagina is saying oh I've ovulated it's safe and you don't feel comfortable then it's your right to insist on contraception too this is something that affects both partners or if you're polyamorous all partners I think communication with this is key is very important and the other thing to note is when you are fertile please please use a barrier method of contraception or abstain from sex so as i explained barrier methods are condoms diaphragms caps um i'm going to do a future blog and podcast about the diaphragm because that's the method that i use the kaya diaphragm i will do some later things about that but for now just know that that's what barrier method means and it's also important to know that if your temperature stays high for ages like way longer say if you've got a naturally 30 day cycle and your temperature's still high after 35 36 days then you might need to take a pregnancy test because pregnant ladies have a high temperature throughout their pregnancy and I know when I was reading the book that I recommended at the start the Tony Weschler book there was an example of a chart and this poor lady had lost her baby um, part way through the cycle and she knew before the doctors knew because her temperature had dropped sharply so I don't want to scare anybody but if say if you've not happened to follow the rules properly or you've taken a bit of a risk or for some reason your temperature stayed high it might not necessarily be your doing definitely take a pregnancy test just to be on the safe side so yeah I feel like I've talked your ears off here there's a lot to learn but when you learn it it is great and I have found this a very good method for me I've not been pregnant the entire time I've not had any accidents apart from when I've been slapdash with the method and that's my fault um but yeah I've never been pregnant and I've used it for a good few years. As I stated earlier, I think it's really important for a person with a vagina who's using contraceptive methods to understand what they're doing, understand what they're choosing, because if you feel perfectly comfortable with the added risks of hormones, things like an increased risk of cancer or mood swings or whatever, but that feels like the right thing for you, then I perfectly respect that. That's your choice, and you understand. Equally, if you don't want to do that it's good to understand the method because you could just install the app and you could just use it and it would do the hard work but I think it's good to know and it's also really nice to be able to say to yourself oh that's where I am in my cycle oh my body's doing this personally I feel that I have less shame about my body since using NFP because I'm so familiar now with things like cervical fluid, my cervix, um, dealing with my vagina, 
things like using the diaphragm and then also using menstrual cups i'm not scared of my vagina anymore and no person with a vagina should feel that their body's disgusting and no person with a vagina should ever be ashamed of touching it of dealing with it of what it does i'm aware i've got trans friends and i know that this might be a tricky topic and i know there's dysphoria there sometimes for people so yeah i fully acknowledge that and um I'm wishing you well. I think that everybody should have the right to understand their bodies and should have the right to feel like they have control over their cycle and have control over their own choices. And as I said, any questions, please don't hesitate to contact me at lunasilverstein at gmail.com. Any comments, greatly welcome. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and visit our website lunasilverstein.com.